now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 511th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, back today, Trainer Thatch, here today with my awesome co-host. We've got uh, none other than R. Sigma. Hello! And we've got P. McGee. Hello, hello, it's been a while. Yeah, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007 to talk everything Pokemon, anything between the video game to the trading card game, and plenty of stuff in between, like Pokemon Go and how it's terrible sometimes, like a lot of the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Like a lot of the time, actually. I don't know how they're still doing things. I'm actually still amazed by Pokemon Go, by the way. I'm, like, genuinely surprised. I remember the weekends they used to do where it's like, hey, here's 20 tasks for a Pokemon that might be shiny. And it's kind of like a yeah. community day, but not. And they haven't I like done those. one in so long. I like them, too. I really just feel like their their marketing department is in some kind of tailspin. Mm. Like, I I just don't think they're good at it. Uh, it it's one <laughs> of those things. It, it's it's kind of the story of Game Freak, or at least the, the narrative that people push about Game Freak. Saying like, oh, it's a small indie developer, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like I feel like that's more true for Niantic than it is for Game Freak, because <laughs> I, I I just get this feeling that Niantic like Pokemon Go exploded, and I remember there was something like a team of like thirty or forty people when that happened, and I don't know that they've expanded that much. And they've got like what two and a half games going now? Like yeah, I don't yeah. I I don't know how you count the Pikmin thing. I don't I don't know how. <laughs> I saw something on uh oh what was it called on the Silk Road talking about Catan. And saying that, like, huh. the game was being canceled, and I was just like, I didn't know there was a Catan, <laughs> a Catan huh. game. And they're just like, they're just like, well, it technically came out, like, a year and a half ago, but it was kind of always in beta, and, like, only in a couple European countries. But if you have it, hmm. you can transfer all of your stuff over to Pokemon Go, like, all of your in-game <laughs> currency, because it's closing. <laughs> wow. Interesting. It's mostly because, like, Ingress is, like, like when they launched Ingress, I played Ingress before Pokemon Go came out, and I knew somebody was, like, super into Ingress. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, Ingress is, like, the bare bones of literally Pokemon Go. Like, it, it is Pokemon Go with a dumb story, and it's interesting, but it, I, I just never, like, really got into it. Pokemon sla- They slapped a Pokemon coat of paint on it, and, like, it sold, like, hotcakes. And they're just like, oh, what other coats of paint can we throw on Ingress? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I'm sure it'll be successful. <laughs> it reminds me of that Gus Johnson skit with uh, with J.K. Rowling in it, where she just like comes around the corner and just like ruins things with just like random facts that nobody needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, she's like, "But I said it, so that means it's canon." And oh. it's just like, "Oh man, I really don't like you right now." <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh, it's one of those deals. I don't know. Uh, so what have you guys been up to this week? I got the expert in Pokemon Unite. That was cool. Oh, that's cool. I think Ooh. I'm an expert, and I've been meaning to like grind it some more. I just haven't had the time. Yeah, I solo queued there, so that was cool. I got Blastoise. That helped. Yeah, Blastoise is much better. 
Blastoise is a defender I don't feel bad about using when <laughs> our team doesn't have a defender anyone wants to play as. It's like, oh, okay, I can play as Blastoise. I don't know. I don't mind Snorlax. Snorlax is pretty okay. I, I don't have Snorlax. I have like 10,000 mm. coins for whatever next character I want to get, but mm-hmm. I was like, eh, let's get Blastoise, and Blastoise is fun. I think Snorlax is pretty good. I, I like Snorlax. Snorlax seems good. I, I'm not a huge fan of Slowbro. Uh, Slowbro is not great. I played him for a little bit, and then I started playing Snorlax, and I'm much better with Snorlax. It's like, I, I enjoy Blastoise because it feels like it's an attacker. Yeah, Slowbro tries. He tries. But yeah, since the season ends, like, next week, figured I should get there and get the outfit reward, so. Mm. I've been thinking about pushing for it and just, like, playing some more. I just haven't had the time. Like, I got, I got like, sick last week and then had to go to that bachelor party, which mm. was the time for Ryan. Hi, Ryan. And hi Ryan. Uh, hi Ryan, uh, which was a good time. And then we went to, uh, and then next week I'm going to be gone again, man. Yeah, please don't think I'm quitting, guys. It's just somebody's getting married. He'll that's a good friend. I'll be back, and then I'll be gone again at the end of October. But that's because I have to visit <laughs> my in-laws. I'm adulting, guys. I'm adulting real hard. Uh, <laughs> it's just been like, yeah, I don't know. It's just been like. The past few months have just been, like, adulting really hard. It feels like life is, like, catching up post, well, post in quotes COVID. Post caring <laughs> about COVID. Uh, <laughs> that's the more accurate term. And uh, I don't know, like, people are just like, oh, we need to do things. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't feel good. I don't know how, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm a little worried. Uh, I, I'm hoping things are looking up. We'll see, though. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Thankfully, I'm vaxxed. And if you're not, you should go get vaxxed, guys. Yeah. Don't yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> Don't die, please. It ain't worth it. No, it ain't worth it. Do not end up in an ICU, please. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, we all love you guys. All right. <laughs> uh, what about you, McGee? Anything Anything fun? You know, I wish I could say I've been doing exciting stuff lately. Uh, this was like a nice chill week for me, which has been nice. I yeah. probably should pick up Unite again, but I just, I'm having trouble getting into MOBAs. Um, I really no, thought that's fair. this was going to be the one that, I thought this would be the one to turn me and get me motivated. And I played it for a couple of weeks, but then I lost motivation and I should no, pick it back fine. up because it's at least, it's a lively game and things are happening and there's not a lot going on in Pokemon otherwise at the moment outside of yeah. Unite. So. This is like the perfect holdover game. I'm really hoping we get like something once VDSP comes out, like is some sign that like <laughs> something cool happened. You know, like <laughs> I don't know, like if they didn't have regionals in uh in in Arceus man, I would be like, yeah, that's not happening. But now there's regionals there and I just feel like it's just too much of a tease to be like, yeah, we came out with these new regionals, but you can't play with them for realsies. <laughs> exactly. You know? Even then we're going to have to wait till like february march for that so yeah exactly but at least it would be something to look forward to i guess (laughs) well i could totally see them doing like a series in vgc where it's just like yeah it's just national decks up to 493 you Mm. know i could totally see them doing that that. interesting i could totally see it i mean they've been much better this year about or like just i guess since swish has lost since swish has launched they've been much better about having regular content changes going on with swish or with pokemon in general yeah there's usually something to look forward to because march through like july used to be barren not like they might announce a game and like sprinkle in a tiny bit of information for something but there was no content going on so we're getting more of that and it still looks like it's going into next year so i'm happy about that Mm -hmm. yeah like we got snap and unite too like yeah yeah plenty of going on 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm genuinely excited. I I I'm very positive now, more so than I have been in a while. <laughs> I'm very curious about what the rest of next year brings. Yes. Yes. Well, they obviously pushed Arceus out but before the before Pokemon Day, right? Like they did it before Pokemon Day for a reason, guys. Like Yeah. It's been the right number of years, but Pokemon mm-hmm. Day. I'm hoping it's not Gen 9 next year. I really would love them to take an extra year. Like, the Swish team is probably working on Gen 9, but that mm. would be my guess anyway. Because I feel like Legends Arceus was a separate team, right? So. Yeah. Uh, no, well, so so Legends Arceus was still Game Freak, though. It was Game Freak, but they have, like, multiple teams, right? They have two teams, I think. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd much rather them spend their time on something like Legends Arceus than Little Town Hero, right? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that game existed. As did everybody. Like Game Freak, Game Freak like always has these other games that come out all the time, and nobody plays them because they're not Pokemon. And they keep wanting to like make something else. They they keep wanting to do like Pokemon Two, right? They they want to have another mm-hmm. franchise that's Pokemon Two, and you can like tell that's what they want. But the problem is, they I don't feel like they put their A team on it. <laughs> it feels like a leisure project kind yeah of. it feels it feels like it comes off as a leisure project like hey here's something that's really cool that we were trying to play with instead and then everybody and but then they don't like put the real polish on it and they don't really yeah i was gonna it. say the polish is, feels like it's missing at yeah. the end of the day like maybe harmo night harmo night might have been okay <laughs> like polish wise i don't know to, to be fair though like it's uh there's just a lot of bad stuff like I don't know, like, Pokemon itself wasn't, like, a polished machine when it came out, but I think it came out in an era where it was more forgiving. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I've been play, I've been doing that Pokemon Blue playthrough, man, and I'll tell you, like, there, there's some clunk. I would much rather be playing Fire Red Leaf Green than Red and Blue. <laughs> yeah, there, there is definitely some clunk in Red and Blue. And the, the only reason I want to do Red and Blue over, like, Fire Red and Leaf Green is because you get the Pokemon Stadium content. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like... Yeah, yep. if you do it on cart, you get to play Pokemon Stadium, and it's literally—I I don't know—like Pokemon Stadium was legitimately like the first Battle Frontier, mm-hmm. and oh, absolutely, I think that's a model they should honestly do. <laughs> like, if you're gonna if you're gonna develop a separate thing, or if you're gonna be like, hey, nobody's gonna use the Battle Frontier or whatever, make another game that's literally just like, let me bring my Pokemon in from home and Battle Frontier, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's all you need to do. Nothing else. Just like, it's just Battle Frontier, the game. I'd be curious about that. I mean, I, theoretically, I could still be DLC, but just that the concept of them finally being able to get like a market gauge on how many people actually want to do yeah. that piece of content. Because exactly. we really don't know. Because all we have is Emerald, um, which is a low selling game because it's, a, you know, the third game in a series. So they tend to sell lower. Mm-hmm. Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver were remakes. So like, there's no gauge on that. Platinum was the other one they did it with, which again, yep. third game, so no real gauge. So like, we really don't know how many people really would pay $20 to play the Battle Frontier, and we yeah. still don't. I think a better gauge of it would be the sales numbers for Pokemon Battle Revolution. Ooh. Because Battle Revolution was legitimately just Battle Frontier. Like, that's all it was. Yeah. It, it was just a Battle Frontier. It was nothing I wish else. the rentals were better in that game. Yeah, the rentals are garbage. Uh the rentals are absolute garbage. It's like here, have the mid stage of all the starters. It's like this is not going to get me anywhere. No, no, I so so I did beat Pokemon Blue, not this week, but last week. Um, but I was on the show, so I can talk about it. And uh, <laughs> I, I do plan on getting back to streaming this week. So I, would, I think we're gonna one of the streams this week. 
is going to be us going through stadium and finishing up blue and doing some fun stuff. But I would love to like my goal is to just like play every gen, get a living decks in every gen mm-hmm. and then go ahead and try to uh, and just like play th- play through it to like the quote unquote fullest extent that you could. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get to relive those memories. So I do plan on like going through gen four on in gen four hardware and then we're totally going to do we're totally going to go ahead and do like the Wii and go play Battle Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> we have to like i think the big thing is i don't know like battle frontier and emerald did it really well because they're just like hey here's another set of badges in quotes for you to go get mm-hmm. and i would love to see i think that's what they need to do it's essentially like kanto is in gen 2 right like see i think that was fun but the other thing i think was really fun was uh black and white 2 where they had the metal system where it's like achievements it's like that's true oh Go through the Elite Four with each monotype. It's like, oh, yeah. that's cool. Go through with the solo Pokemon. It's like, oh, that's cool. So I, I would love to do something like that. And then I, the way you really like put the icing on the cake is you're just like, here's a gift Pokemon you get for doing that. It's not that much work. I Game Freak, hire me. I can consult. <laughs> uh, but Victini's in the code somewhere in Sword yeah. and Shield. <laughs> right? <Somewhere. laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on that note... Uh, so we don't make this last forever. We're going to go kick it on over to the news. So we're going to cue that <laughs> epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. Uh, so, in the news, we've got a few things to talk about this week. Uh, Pokemon Unite has crossed 9 million downloads on Switch, which is kind of impressive, considering there's, like, not 100 million Switches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, like, 10% of Switch owners or something, so... so Okay, so they say that, but I, I have four Switches, so, like, are they really? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in my house, I think we have, um, I have to think, I think in the house we have five currently. Jeez. We have five. And you have an OLED on the way? We have two OLEDs on the way, which is honestly the <laughs> biggest waste of money in the entire world. To be fair, we're going to, I'm going to trade in like, I'm going to trade in the not moddable ones when we get to the OLED, okay. when the OLED that comes in. Because there's no reason in having like all these switches lying around my house. I mean, we had the big Switch update this week. Yeah, like there was 14. a big one. 13.0, something like that. I think they did that for the OLED. I think they did it for the OLED. Uh, they did, because there's a dock update feature in it now. Yeah. Hmm. Only for uh, OLED docks, so. Yeah. That dock's not even that different. What the heck's wrong with them? Uh, apparently, it's got something inside of it. I'm curious now. Now when they, yeah, that's, like, that's soon, actually, isn't it? That's like in like three weeks. Because the people who have data mined the uh, OS, I guess, found evidence that like the dock can support 4K, but it doesn't yet. So, I maybe that's what they do. They have so, okay. So the thing that upsets me the most is it's been or at, like, four years. 4K probably. It, it's been but. it's been four and a half years since the release of the Switch, and they're just like, oh yeah, by the way, Bluetooth headphones now. And it's just like <laughs> you mean so this could have happened the whole time, and they're like, well yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but we didn't want to, and yet somehow they made it. They made it complicated to use it playing Pokemon, so that's cool. I'm just like, what's wrong with you guys? What's wrong with you? I don't understand. It's hilarious that they they don't work when you're on local wife or local wireless, and oh, Pokemon's no. always either got to be on online or on local wireless. So, oh no, 
you, you can't use it to play Pokemon on the bus, essentially. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, it's sad. So Pokemon Unite crossed 9 million downloads on Switch. They're going to give out 2,000 EOS tickets on September 29th to celebrate the milestone. The game is going to be down this Tuesday evening for 10 hours to prepare for the mobile release, which is launching this Wednesday. Also, I'm going to read this verbatim, Mickey. I know you wrote the you wrote I wrote the it. Oh, no, this is no, this is Sigma. <laughs> oh, this is Sigma, Sigma wrote it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sigma wrote it, so I'm going to read it verbatim. Yeehaw! Cowboy Garchomp has been teased to be coming in the update. <laughs> uh, God. <laughs> it needed to be done. Moving on. Uh, this is Sigma. The Pokemon Company's annual TCG illustration contest will be open to both residents of Japan and the U.S. Entries will open October 13th and go through January 31st. Winner and runner-up of both Japan and U.S. will have their artwork on a promo card and cash prizes. So that's cool. Also, wasn't like a weren't haven't like a ton of people who have like been involved in this be, actually become official TCG illustrators? It's possible. I wouldn't be surprised. I think I think Joe Merrick had something on his Twitter. He's been far more reasonable lately. Mm. I think I think somebody actually made him get off Twitter. And <laughs> like he had a tweet where he's just like these these illustrators actually like won or did really well in these contests in the past and then they hired them on afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so it's been it's been Japan only until recently obviously and so Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool to see like more American or uh foreign honors artists. Yeah, the rules include like you have to do day in the life illustration of one of eight Pokemon that you choose. Mm-hmm. Oh. Some are pretty like yeah, those are Pokemon they chose. Like Bulbasaur, Pikachu's there, Greninja's there, but then they've got some weird choices like Scizor and Galarian Rapidash and I like all of Cramorant. these. Cramorant's there. Cramorant's Arcanine's not Arcanine's there. Okay, that's not weird either. Like you're literally listing nothing that's like the weirdest one there. I think is Scissor. Uh, Scissor or Galarian Rapidash. It's uh, Scissor's the weirdest one. <laughs> <laughs> what Scissor do in its normal everyday life? Who knows? Scissor's the weirdest one because like because like Galarian Rapidash is at least like I don't know. It's at least like new and hip, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's they're they're trying to push it as like the Alolan Nine Tails, right? Mm-hmm. Scissor wasn't even in the base game. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Greninja's there, too, and Greninja's still not Greninja's in Greninja's not in any game. Greninja's not anywhere, so... <laughs> <laughs> Greninja's in Unite, and he's okay there. Greninja's nowhere. I, yeah, uh, DLC 3? Huh? 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 Okay, 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 hear me out, though, Mickey. We t- typically don't talk about anime news, right? But there's an episode yes. of the anime coming up in Japan where Ash is going to Mega Island. Oh okay. my god. He's got his Megastone for his Lucario, right? Lucario Knight Y, it'll be fine. <laughs> why? <laughs> Mega Ash Lucario, it's fine. Oh no. But like, hear me out. They like it's just a it's just a preview for like Mega Island coming to Swish. You know, I'd be okay with that. I would have no complaints. I'm just saying, like, everybody's just like, well they already do the legends in Swish, what's there left to do? And I'm like, Megas. Megas are more hype. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Especially if we just keep Dynamax gone. Yeah. I'm actually okay with <laughs> Dynamax being not here. Oh my gosh. I'm still amazed. I'm still amazed by that thing that you sent me. And I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the podcast where it just shows that people started playing more when Dynamax came, was gone. Like they started <laughs> playing on the ladder more. And, and the only other times where they had seen a bump like that previously was when a DLC came out. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, it's not a surprise. 
people needed a break. Like it, it's fine. Like it, it balances within their metas, but like people need a break from it every now and again. So it's nice that they finally like pushed one forward. I think it's a good gimmick, but I think it's not a good gimmick that can last a while. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have no. staying power. Like it was cute when it came out. It's not a thing that I want to live with three years. Yeah. It was a cute gimmick, but man, could you imagine like the hype? Like just imagine, imagine the hype, like Pokemon day 2022 DLC three, go to mega Island. <laughs> and then you get the rest of the Pokemon you need and you can fill in the decks. There the rest of course of the be way. new ones. Well, so, like, you get Ash Greninja for going, right? That's a gift Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and there there you go. I'm just, I'm fixing everything, guys. <laughs> they should hire you. You've got all the right ideas. I've got all the right ideas. I mean, there's a there's definitely a reason why, like, Bastiodon and Rampardos were left out of Swish, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're coming. I feel like, I feel like they're coming. You don't just bring back every mm-hmm. fossil except for two. <laughs> <laughs> which happened to be for the the remake we know is coming out in a couple months yeah so you just go oh hey you can transfer them over when you're done right because the assets are obviously done yep mm-hmm. so i think you just do that and you just treat the remakes as a quote-unquote side game in some limited ex- extent right so mm. that's my that's my thought process all right moving on mcgee you get this next one yeah, well, we can move from this one pretty quickly. If you like the Pokemon music, uh, the Pokemon 25, the album is coming out on October 15th, which has the full collection of songs. Which it turns out to only be 14 tracks, by the way, which I think is a missed opportunity. When they announced it, I was excited for it back in February after hearing mm-hmm. the songs. It's like, oh, this is really weird. It's like you added a slight, a slight Pokemon sound to the background of the song. Cool. Yeah. It's like, it, it was an interesting take. I'm just more upset that there's 14 songs on the Pokemon 25 album. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm more upset by that. When Pokemon 10 came around, I, I was I was active in the community when that happened. They, like, they released an album. It wasn't anything like this where they're just like, we got Katy Perry. And it, it's more like, hey, we just dumped all of our theme songs onto this album and, like, all of the rest of the music from back in the day. And that was a solid album. The Pokemon 10 album's pretty good. I would recommend. I would have enjoyed artists covering like the Pikachu's jukebox songs. Oh, that would have been, been, been great, actually. Never, never mind. That's what I want. I hate this timeline. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would have been excited for me. Uh, uh, instead I hate of this timeline. I only want to be with you by Post Malone with mm. like a lavender town sound in the background. Like oh. I, I don't, I don't care. I'm sorry. All right. This next one is, says Pokemon Home is receiving an update for mobile and on the Switch on September 22nd. It's unclear what this is for, but it's very unlikely to have anything to do with BDSP as the home update has already been confirmed for 2022. I wonder what it is, though. Like, it's obviously, like, something that's big enough to warrant updating both. Yeah, updating yeah. both is weird. It's something, it's, it's definitely something big enough. I don't know what it is, but it'd be very interesting. It'd be very interesting. All right, I guess moving on, TCG stuff. Yeah, yeah, Fusion Arts TCG releases in Japan next Yay. Friday. That's, like, the cool set. It kind of is. We'll get to see all the weird full arts next week when they start getting into the hands of people. And yeah. also, in TCG news, the Pokemon TCG has its own account now on Twitter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I didn't know it did it. <laughs> I didn't know it did it. No, it was always, it was just commandeering like the play Pokemon account and the oh, Pokemon account to do okay. things. Oh. Now, now it gets to have its own little Twitter account and uh, ready for that Pokemon live launch. That's totally not just going to be a rebranding of uh, PTCGO. 
All all I want is for it to be compatible with like phones naturally. I don't know why they don't have it on phones. I really don't understand that. But I mean, to be fair, PGCGO is like really clunky, as is most Pokemon stuff. So, like that, that's all Pokemon Live needs to be. It's like, oh, it's a version compatible with phones now. Okay, That'd be great, cool. actually. All right, McGee, take it home with this next one. Yeah. Uh, so we got the first distribution of Shiny Zacian and Shiny Zamazenta. Coming out to players in South Korea, that pre-order BS- BDSP. The codes for them are being given out on November 19th. We know most of our audience is probably not from South Korea, but once these things show up online, they show up everywhere. That means they're legal. Exactly. That's the real big thing here, is they're going to be legal on the game yeah. come November 19th. So Guess who's going to be distributing those to the patrons? This guy. <laughs> uh- <laughs> So if you want those, make sure you're in the proper tier for that. We have, we have like a ton of like plans for Patreon too that I haven't talked to about yeah. anybody, but they're in my head. <laughs> they're <laughs> the in my head. The best place for them. Uh, the best place where they don't get out and they're not ter- the terrible ideas don't get out. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll probably announce them if not if well I won't be here next week, but uh, if not next week, the week after. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out. Uh, all right. The next one is going to be, I guess we're, because there's no video game news, it's just Pokemon Go news. Uh, Sigma, I, sk- I skipped, I made you talk about it because you probably know more about it than I do. I've like read about it. Uh, I kind of do. I read about it, but I don't know. Most of it's kind of boring, but there is something that I don't think is on here that is interesting. So that's cool. Fashion week starts September 21st, which is Tuesday. A, yes. <laughs> that's a terrible thing. I don't know. Who cares? Runs for a week and... Fru-fru gets added to the game. You also comes with adding a form system to Pokemon Go, which it's been lacking for ever now. It's desperately needed that. Yes. By spending candy and stardust, you will be able to change the form of certain Pokemon like Furfru. I'm really upset about that, by the way, after we just I went through a pain to like go get the rest of the Therians and the incarnate forms for my wife. I wonder if they'll add it retroactively to them. I assume they are. I assume they're going to do it. They're going to retroactively add this all. Because, like, I right, keep going. Because, like, there's, like, Meloetta research, right? So. Yeah. Meloetta is going to be available for everyone who didn't get it yet. People Usually people who got the Meloetta will get research again. That'll give them more candy for the Meloetta. Yeah. And considering it'll get a form change, presumably. I assume you'll get pirouette. Yeah, pirouette form. Yeah. Like, I assume that we're getting Meloetta form change at some point. Yeah. Costume Pokemon for this event include Blitzel, Butterfree, and Sneasel. Sneasel looks great, by the way. I hate when they do costumes, because most of the time you can't evolve. <laughs> no, you can't evolve these. Sneasel's wearing, like, a poet cap. It's it's adorable. I still hate this. <laughs> uh, the next part of the Season of Mischiefs goes... I, I actually like what they're doing with the special research this season, where each event unlocks another stage to it. That's really yeah, cool. I this is this is really cool because I like that it's like building up. Yeah, I I think that's the right thing to do. Good on them. Pokemon Go, you did something right for once. Yeah, this <laughs> is a step in the right direction. I like it. It's like no, you can't just blitz through the research. You have to wait. It's like oh okay. I really like that. I really like it. Yeah, doing the timed research for the event gives you a furfuru wig, and shiny Blitzel will be available. So yay! Heck yeah! yeah. All right. Uh, there's gonna there's also a quality of life feature now that like lets you know how much CP you're gonna be at when you evolve. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good for like Great League. It's it's good for Great League, yeah. which I think they think is their post game, and it's kind of a poopy post game, but whatever. <laughs> I hate Battle League so much. Yeah, Battle League's literally the worst part of Pokemon Go. 
I've got like two games in me before my finger wears out from pressing yeah. so much. That's another thing they announced, I guess, that they're changing battle nights to battle days and you just get to 20 rounds of battle or something that day. Sure. I Whatever. I don't, I don't do the battles. I don't know. Good for them. Good for them. Oh, uh, Key, there's some puckle news though. And I'm going to let you do it because you got, you and Claude are like tournament gurus. So go ahead. Wait, I forgot to take it off. That's the mistake. Uh, so the Battle Factory starts next week. The signups close uh, Sunday the 19th, which is... Oh, okay. Wait. So we yeah. have signups? I didn't realize signups were open yet. <laughs> yeah, signups have been open all week. We It's one of those things where you're going to be like, we need more people in the tournament. And I'll be like, oh, I forgot. It's good with signups. Like, we got a lot of interest right now. But if you want to come check it out, just, uh, just kind of hang adjacent to the nonsense that's going to be Puckle Battle Factory. Claude's got a lot of really fun team ideas mm-hmm. <laughs> fleshed out. So it's going to be a very fun, silly event. Um, so definitely come hang out if you can't participate and just kind of see the nonsense come out. But I'm excited for this. I, I still wish we had a spectator mode. I really wish I we had know. a spectator mode. Such a simple thing. Come on, Gen 9. I believe Gen you. 9 needs to have it. There's no way it doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Like We've asked for it for so long. There's no way. Either a spectator mode or a battle recorder again. Like, Yeah, we either need yeah. battle recorder or we need spectator mode. And I would be 100% fine with either of them. The thing is, if they don't give us either of those, we better get timer back. What's going to be real sad is when BDSP has, he has BDSP a 60-minute timer. Record, battle recorder. <laughs> oh, man. It is going to – you know it's going to, too. It's going to have something stupid like that. It's it's either going to have 60-minute timer or a battle recorder. Or both. And, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh that would be so sad yeah oh well but yeah very exciting join it it's fun you don't even need to make a team you literally just choose a team that we give you you have to <laughs> yes it's gonna be amazing i'm i'm actually super excited for it it's it's a fun idea it's a great way to spice things up and it's kind of like i think he's phrasing a lot of it kind of like splatoon stuff too for some of them where it's just like hey which one's your favorite <laughs> let's pick a team it's it's really cool i don't know yeah. Oh man, Splat- Splatfest are the best. Uh, next year is going to be so good. Oh yeah, Splatoon three comes out. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's it for the news, guys. We are going to kick it on over then to Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Thank you for reading those rules. We're going to jump right into it then with our first question from Sly. At the end of each Pokemon journey, you were faced with the challenge of defeating the champion. These champions use a wide variety of Pokemon types. However, one type is present in all of the champion's teams during the title fight. Which type is it? Hmm. All right, I don't think it's... It can't be Dragon. Probably I think it might flying. be Flying. Yeah, Flying's the first thing because he's Pidgeot in the original, right? And then all of Lance's team, all of it. Yeah, literally. all of Lance's team. And then Gen 3 is. I think he Steven. has a Skarmory. Does he? Maybe. Uh, 
Actually, hmm. He has... Maybe it's Rock? It might be Rock. He's got an Agron. There's a Rhydon, I imagine, in the original. Uh, Gen 4 would have been Cynthia. Does Cynthia have a Rock type? Uh, Roserade, Garchomp, Spirit Tomb. Uh, I don't remember her other three at the moment. I, I mix her two teams together all the time because one of them has like a Togekiss and one of them doesn't. Oh, alright. I, I can't find anything of a rock type though she would have. I mean, at least you're thinking of a flying type. Because if you look at Lance's team, Lance has like the least diversity. He has dragon, rock, flying, water, fire. Okay. Does Steven have a water type? No. No. Okay. So we can throw out water. Uh, we know it's not dragon because... Also, Steven doesn't have a dragon type, like... Yeah. So we got Steel, which it wouldn't be because that wouldn't carry... Oh, wait, never mind. Lance I'm going to need an answer here, guys. I'm fine with flying. I can deal with flying. I can deal with flying, too. Flying is correct. Woo! It's, uh, it's actually pretty good, because uh, blue, uh, like you said, Gen 1, Pidgeot on both blue and Trace. Trace exists, unfortunately. And then we've got Lance with his entire team in Gen 2. <laughs> then you've got you've got Steven with Skarmory, Wallace with Gyarados, Cynthia with Togekiss ah. only in Platinum, Alder with uh, Braviary, Iris has Archeops, Diantha has Halucha, Kukui has Braviary, Hao has Noivern, and Leon has Charizard. <laughs> nice. We did it. Yeah, the only, like, there are other, like, former champions we see, uh, specifically in, specifically in Sword and Shield. Uh, like Peony, mm-hmm. who actually doesn't have one. He's the only one that doesn't have a flying type. To be fair, he also only has three Pokemon. So Yeah, Mustard also has a Corviknight, though. So <laughs> Take that for what you will. So that's one point for you guys. Uh, your next question is going to come to you from Huitku. How do you obtain the Light Ball in Generation 2 games? Gold, Silver, and Crystal, that is. I think you have to steal it from a Viridian Forest Pikachu. I believe you. Or you have to catch the Viridians to yeah. whereas Pikachu with it. One of the two. I can. I, that actually makes a full bunch of sense. I fully believe you. Is this your final answer? I think so. Otherwise, it's like Stadium 2. Uh, that is unfortunately incorrect. You actually have... Oof. The only way to get a light ball in Generation 2 is to trade the starter Pikachu from Pokemon Yellow. Huh. Um, Interesting. That is the only Pokemon Ooh. that will be holding a light ball. Hmm. Well, I'll be. Also, I don't think light ball is like that exciting anyway as Venita. So, <laughs> I mean, Pikachu has a decent speed for like gens one through three. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. But so that you guys are uh, you guys are one for one, one for two now. Your next your next question is your uh, Pokedex entry question. Get on the first try, get two points. Get on the second try, you get one point. Get on no tries, get zero. So here we go. This one is going to be from the Purple Knight. It's why Pokedex entry reads, before food becomes scarce in wintertime, its habit is to hoard food in many hidden locations. Who's that Pokemon? Hmm. I wonder like if a squirrel. I was going to say, it sounds like Squabbit. But it's why. Or no, it's why. So Pachirisu, maybe. Ah, I can buy into the Pachirisu. That was on the world's team in Y, like XY era. <laughs> it, it, it was definitely in the decks. <laughs> I feel good about Pachirisu. Yeah, as a first guess, yeah. Pachirisu is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, so your Oof. second entry comes from Black and White, uh, and it reads, It lets honey soak into its paws so it can lick them off all the time. Every set of paws tastes unique. Munchlax? So it's a bear. Uh, it is probably a... 
I mean, Teddy Ursa has Honey Gather as an ability. Uh, yeah, that's more the hibernating type. I guess Munchlax doesn't subscribe as much to the hibernation stuff. I mean, Snorlax does, but Snorlax eats everything. It wouldn't store. I could buy Teddy Ursa, though. Yeah. Who are we going with? Teddy Ursa. Teddy Ursa is correct. It is Teddy Ursa. Thank goodness. Good Teddy Ursa. You guys are two for three. So your next question is going to be worth three points. Up to three points, I should say. And it's going to come to you from... uh, We have two options. Who do you you feel is going to be nicer to you? Shark Finnegan or Farmer Fox? Probably Farmer Fox. All right. (laughs) Farmer Fox. You're probably not wrong, actually. So (laughs) Um, I haven't read through the question. All right. There are nine answers here. You will get one point for every three of them you mention. Most legendary and mythical Pokemon are genderless, but are there there are nines that nine po, nine legendary slash mythical Pokemon that have genders. What are these nine Pokemon? Oh, this isn't bad. I can get six. All right, we got genies. Genies for three. Latios, Latias for Heatran. That's, so that's six. six. That's six. Um, there are three you are missing. Hmm. All right, I feel like there's newer ones that have genders after Gen five. I mean. The rough thing is a lot of them are like Pokedex genders, where they say they have genders in the Pokedex, but we don't see yeah. them in the game. It's annoying. It's like, yeah, it's Ashen's female. Well, thanks. It's not. It's more like two, but there's it's like technically three. Interesting. Hmm. You do have the hint you can use for free, by the way. We may need to, because I feel better about the BST question than getting yeah. all three of these at the moment. Uh, okay, um, so the the ones you are missing, uh, two of them are Gen 8, and uh, I will say are essentially the same Pokemon. And the oh, other, it's Urshifu's and Cubfu. Uh, and the other one's a Gen oh. 4 Pokemon. Urshifu and Cubfu counts, yes. Uh, that is two of them. Uh, Cresselia female only? Like, is that a thing? Uh, what, what, is the, what are the ones we got? So, Fion, Manaphy, Cresselia, Shaman... Darkrai. I think Cresselia is just a female-only Pokemon. I can believe Cresselia, because Regigigas isn't gendered. I don't think Shaman is... No, I, I, I don't think any of the mythicals have gender unless Darkrai is male-only, but I think it's Cresselia being female-only. Okay. Cresselia is correct. That gives you all three points. Yeah, th- it turns out that only Heatran, Kubfu, and Urshifu are the only Pokemon that can be of these that can be both genders. The rest mm. of them are locked into their gender. But that gives you guys five for four. Let's see if we can go for six. You're on your base stat question. Your base stat question this week is going to come from Matters Cats. I like that name. That's a cool name. Excluding alt- Megas, Ultra Beasts, Legendaries, and Mythicals. <laughs> That's a lot of Pokemon, and understandably why when you yes. hear the, when you hear everything. Which fighting type Pokemon has the highest speed stat? Alright, excluding like everything super cool, what fighting type has the <laughs> I like that descriptor. Right, these, no megas was on the list, right? No megas. So would it be Mega Lopunny? No, 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 no megas. No, no megas. megas. Rip. Or it probably would be Mega Lopunny, yes. It's not Feromosa. Actually, Feromosa is fast. Feromosa, I think, is the fastest. Yeah. They said no UB, so. <laughs> no Ultra Beast. No Ultra Beast. Uh, it's, so, so I think it's actually Zamazenta. Or no? Zamazenta. No, Zamazenta no legendaries. Too. No legendaries. 
All right. So the first thing I hit is the only thing I hit over a hundred like net right now is Halucha. Oh, Halucha. That's a winner. I think one twenty seven ish, something like that. No, I thought it was like one eighteen. Okay, one eighteen. That sounds still in the ballpark. I'm trying to think of anything else. Halucha's probably the winner though. Unless there's like a random flying fighting type that is fast, but I don't no, think there is. No, so. Zapdos is the only other one. And that's a base. But 100. it's one hundred. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think. And it's any a legendary, other... I guess. I don't know. Uh, Halucha's fast. Halucha's probably it. It's like his one thing. He's really fast. He goes on burden. He goes for. Yeah, sleeps. I think it's one eighteen. That sounds right. I'm just trying to think if there's anything because we had to exclude so many. I'm trying to make sure I didn't forget anything off mm-hmm. my head because it's like. Yeah, like Phalanx and Octopus no, thing is not. Yeah, they're doing slow anything. as can be. The fast riding type is Urshifu, and that's out of the question. And Zamazenta, yeah. but that's out of the question. Also, the question. <laughs> Urshifu doesn't even cross 100. Como is not fast, so that's no good. I don't think it's a Gen 1 fighting, because Timonlee and Hemonchan aren't fast. Neither is Polygrath. Yeah, Gen 2 doesn't really have. Hemontop is not fast. No. Gen 3 and Hariyama. I can't think of the other ones right now. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I feel like I'm forgetting something and it's going to bother me when we get it wrong, but I can't think of it. But I, I'm good with Halucha because yeah. I can't think of anything else. Halucha is correct. Oh, thank goodness. Halucha has a base speed of 118. The next ones in the list are Infernape with 108, Mindshow uh, with 105, and then Primeape with 97. <laughs> Wow, good for Primate. Good for Primate. Primates make it... Dude, Primate's not too bad. I've had it in Draft League a couple of times. Not terrible. After you remove all the broken things, because like, <laughs> you remove all of the ex... <laughs> you, you remove all the musketeers, you'll... <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Primate... Primate's, I mean, 97 is not a bad speed stat. No. Uh, Urshifu proved that. Yeah. Well, actually, Urshifu's like... Ni- yeah, no. No, it is 97. I think it's exactly 97. All right. On that note, that gives you guys six points today. Wee! Crushing it. I know we're doing. You guys did. You guys did wonderful today. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and add in those points for you two. So in first place with seven points is Sublime. Tied for second place is P. McGee and R. Sigma with six points. Mm. And tied Crushing. for fourth place. It's a three-way tie between Whimsicott, Seth Vilo, and Mark with five points. If you want more Puckles Pokey Quiz, be sure to tune in next week for that exciting action. On that note, we're going to kick it on over to today's topic. Hey, would you like a green Tauros badge? Well, you can have one. If you come over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, we are going to be giving them out once we hit $850. We're going to be giving those to every patron at the $10 plus tier because uh, we love you guys. We'd love to see this project project made. Of course, if we hit any other thresholds on the way there, such as $800 for the week-long giveaways to the community, that would also happen as well. So if you'd be interested in getting a green Taurus badge, be f- feel free. Come on over. Uh, if you can't support the show, don't worry about it. You just listening is enough for us. So until then, though, guys, I'm Thatch, and I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be back in Gen 4. Uh, the catchphrase that Thatch says a lot of times because Thatch used to play competitive in Gen 4 more often than he'd like to admit. Uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, but honestly, I think that was the, the, uh, the epitome of, well, I, not the ep- epitome, but that's when a lot of people entered competitive. Yeah, because it became accessible. Yeah, Gen 4 was like a really crazy time 
in general for Pokemon, especially the online community, because that's when the internet, like, I wouldn't say the internet was in its infancy. It was in its adolescence. Mm-hmm. And it like there, YouTube was still the wild, wild west, right? At that time. Yeah. But like, so is most of the internet. But the thing with Diamond and Pearl was they were the first games to let you battle other people online, yeah. uh, which is something that we take for granted now. But they they were the first games to let you do that. It was such a pain in the butt, guys. I cannot express to you how much of a pain in the butt it was. <laughs> You can complain about you can complain about these codes all you want. These codes are very convenient compared to the way it used to be. As you used to have to like you had friend codes, but not for like your DS system like you did with the 3DS. You had friend codes for your specific game. Yeah, Palpad. Oh. Yeah, Palpad was awful. I don't remember any of this. I think I was a couple of years too young when this came out to like know all the online features and how Oh, it was so it was it was such it was so rough, but like at the time and like if you if you think about it in the context of the time, it was pretty revolutionary. Yeah, it was really revolutionary. Like I remember my friend and I because it was before everybody like had a cell phone or like a good cell phone, you know. And it was when like texting mm-hmm. plans were a luxury. So like I didn't have a texting plan until like I went to college. And so instead of like texting my friends, there was one guy we would legitimately get on a DS battle. <laughs> right? There was no timer back in the day, by the way. <laughs> It used to be zero timer there and diamond and pearl also had zero team preview yeah that was a beautiful thing yeah <laughs> uh, that was not beautiful it lets you do a lot of gimmicks that you couldn't pull off anymore but it was uh it electivire was ou until platinum came out uh because <laughs> of that so it was uh we used to like get connect online for a battle and we ended up using like the ds's as a phone because the microphone functionality worked mm-hmm. if you did that which is really cool really cool we would just like sit there we'd call each other on our ds's essentially during a pokemon battle it was really cool i don't know it it was such an interesting time to do it they did try to like push like the microphone attachment for the ds at the same time i remember like them showing that off and being like i'll trade you my bunch i think the advertisement was like two girls like i'll trade you my munchlax for your whatever and it's just like whoever has the munchlax is getting the much better deal yeah munchlax was a hot commodity at the time once you have one munchlax it's easy to get more that's true that's true Oh, but I don't know. I just, the, Sigma found like a bunch of these forum threads from like back in the day. And I think it's great because one, it makes me feel better about early Puckle. For those of you who are unaware and have not listened back to like the earliest Puckles. And I, I this isn't an endorsement for those episodes, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't like, don't Puckle be like. starts at 110. Don't yeah. Puckle it. starts at like 115, I think. Uh, that's when the good Puckle starts. But. When Puckle started, it was when Gen 4 was the hot thing because we really wanted to uh, form a community that was based around getting around doing these like online battles. I was not aware of Smogon at the time. Smogon has existed for way before Diamond and Pearl. And they used to just use battle simulators. Um, not Pokemon Showdown, which is the one everybody uses now. It was actually like Pokemon. Uh, po- I don't even think Shoddy Battle was the one they used for Gen 3. I think they used something else. Probably not. I think they used something else. Shoddy Battle was the big one in Gen Gen 3, though. Gen 4. Mm-hmm. Gen 4 was the big shoddy, I think. Uh, it was. Gen 4 was shoddy. And then it went to Pokemon Online, and then it became Showdown, and Showdown's just yeah. the best interface. So Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, it, Showdown is way better. Much, much better, I would say, than a lot of uh, these other ones have ever been. Does like, Shoddy still exist as a website? Uh, Shoddy... Might I, I think a lot of that team actually like went to Pokemon Showdown, <laughs> if I'm not wrong, because it, I mean it used it used very similar like syntax for your teams. Yeah. 
So it, it I don't know that it's uh, much different. I think it's gone now, which makes sense. Yeah. No- yeah. I don't know. It, it's been a crazy time though to, to see a lot of this stuff pop up just because I, I mean, Sigma sent like all of these like guides, these old guides and everything. And they're hilarious. And I think episode one or two of Fuckle, I was just like, Torterra is the best starter. And you know what? That's like the type of advice you'd see. Like, that's the quality of advice you would see back then. <laughs> is like, this is the good Pokemon because this reason. Because nobody was good at the game back then. Like, there were a few people, but not as many as there are now. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't there wasn't the same meta that we take for granted now about what makes a good Pokemon. Yeah. And like, what kind of stats, threads you need to see, what kind of type combinations, what kind of uh, coverage moves you want them to have. Like, Torterra was just fat. Yeah, there just weren't, like, a lot of people who were good enough to analyze it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we, we mm-hmm. it was, like, all of us figuring it out at the same time. Yeah, because the yeah. physical special split changed things. Changed how you thought about things. Yeah. And so it was just a bunch of kids, like, running around trying to figure out what's going on. Maybe they weren't all kids, but it was a bunch of us, like, running around trying to figure out how to make things work. Yeah, I mean, like, a central hub existed, I'm sure. Like, in terms Oh, Smogon existed. Smogun yeah, existed. like the information hub existed, but like not everyone was using it well or using yeah. it frequently. And so a lot of like stuff was like tribal knowledge still like this is good <laughs> in my little group. And yeah, I'm going to tell everyone it's good, even though it may not be outside of this little group. I wouldn't even say that like Smogon was good about it at the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because <laughs> like I said, there were so many people that were just getting into it. And so it was just like, oh, man, it was just all these people. Not knowing what's going on, giving bad advice. <laughs> like people had to learn that life orb is good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just it was nuts trying to figure out the whole thing. It was uh, I think my first competitive battle that like I ever did like hardcore is still online somewhere. It's either on the Puckle mm-hmm. Podcast account or Puckle Podcast Two because I was playing against um, one of the old 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 guys. So like. You all, you all know like McGee and Sigma and like the other co-hosts are on the show. And so for a short while before like we can't, we settled on this format of like rotating co-hosts and stuff. We had like a couple different hosts that were just like all the time here, which is fine. I, I think that that's how most podcasts operate. And I think it's cool that you guys get to like also know somebody who's not batch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I, I think it's really cool. But we went th- through like a period where we had like a pseudo like puckle co-host crew. And one of them was named Speezy. He went on to like, uh, he went on to do like Cake Boss. Uh, he, he, he like made some of the cakes on Cake Boss, but now he like runs his own comic studio, like his own little startup oh, comic really studio. Cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, it's called like Speezy Comics, uh, S P E Z I Comics. Go check him out. And he's really cool. We actually like did a battle and we recorded it. And I remember I won because Self Destruct used to have some like dumb mechanics. Was it Self Destruct or just Explosion where it? halved the defense of the pokemon both of them do oh, God. the only difference is the base oh, power i forgot that was a mechanic yeah that used to be a mechanic oh. it used to it used to half the defense of whatever pokemon was being hit by it and additionally like if you're running snorlax with self-destruct um you also get stab you get stab on top mm-hmm. of that so <laughs> it's not good <laughs> it's pretty much like an insta kill button like something is dead yeah, some things are dead. And Snorlax is taking the hit, unless it's a close combat. Yeah, Snorlax is taking the hit, and he's going to blow up. Self-destruct Snorlax was a big thing. The, the meta back then was nuts. I don't know. Like, I, I love these guides. I, I'm going to let you start doing, listing stuff off. I've, I've listed, like, I've gone nine minutes or so without just, like, gushing over the old days. All right, <laughs> so 
Yeah, this first one I found was based on uh, Wi-Fi Doubles Guide from uh, Pokemon Battle Revolution. It's <laughs> the best. And, oh, here here's their what not to do section. I love it. Once again, this is just advice. Don't hurt them. <laughs> I love these old Game Facts guides, too. That Like, the font just, like, brings back memories. It just, it just is nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, I used to read through these a lot. I, I looked up a lot of things on GameFAQs back in the day, uh, but here we go. Uh-huh. Don't use Pokemon from red, blue, and yellow. First generation. <laughs> it's true, though. It's kind of true. <laughs> 90% of them can't compare to the more recent generations. The only ones you should use are any that have a new stage, Rhyperior, Electivire, etc., Dragonite's family, and any legendary or Jolteon. Otherwise, <laughs> there's there's a book that's got a better move set or stat set. That's not that's not like completely false to be fair though. Like I mean this is hidden power area, so Jolteon is still solid with that, especially with that 130 speed, like that's still a- Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. absolutely true. Oh yeah, Gen 4 Gen 4, I think the speed tier to beat was ninety five. The speed stat to beat was ninety five. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of things got 95 speed back then, like Gliscor. Yeah. So it, it was definitely the stat to beat. Yeah, Electivire's at 95 as well. Jolteon yep. was probably just the best thing outside of, like, Ninjask. Yeah. Ninjask worked back then, by the way. Well, yeah, Baton Pass was, <laughs> well, Baton Pass was legal in Gen 4. Yeah, Baton, pa- Baton Pass yeah. ban is, like, semi-recent, to be fair. Yeah. So, like, that, that kind of says where we've gone as a game where, like, some of that hyper offense, baton pass, like, suicide lead ninjask into, like, a sweeper or yeah. the whole baton pass chain was something you could do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Granted, like, Tyranitar was very good, too. So Yeah, Tyranitar's always been solid, though. Tyranitar's always been solid. This was the age of the perma weather, like... Oh, that's true. So he always yep. had the spadef boost because it wasn't being challenged by other weathers that much. It's like, are you using Obama Snow? Because if you're not, it's Sandstorm. Well, back in Gen 4, you didn't have other weather centers that weren't Obama Snow. I mean, you had Hippo, but you're setting the same weather, oh, yeah, so it yeah. didn't matter. You had like Groudon, Hippo, Tyranitar, uh, Kyogre, and uh, Obama Snow. And Obama man. Snow. That's mm-hmm. all you had. So the weather was Sandstorm. Essentially, yes. because like Obama snow, yep. it's Obama snow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unfortunately, but uh, yeah, it, oh, that's that's great though. I mean, to be fair, they're not wrong about the Gen One stuff because we were talking about it before we started talking here. But like a ton of Pokemon actually did get buffs in Gen Six, <laughs> and it is mostly Gen <laughs> yes. One Pokemon. And uh, some of the, I mean, some of the buffs were good. Some of the buffs were good. I don't know if all of them were good, but some of them were. Like Raichu, uh, was Raichu got uh, got bumped from like 100 to 110. Pidgeot got bumped from 91 to 101, which mm-hmm. is actually like semi noteworthy. Well, that meant it's Mega could get another. 20 I mean, a lot of a lot of Pokemon just got like attack buffs too, like Poliwrath. Alakazam got a special defense buff. Yeah, Gro- Golem got uh, an attack buff of tap ten points. Uh, Ampharos was they were just like defense. Here you go for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> Velosum got a uh, got a defense buff. Azumarill got a special attack buff. I'm sure it <laughs> uses that every day. And you know, uh, it's good for the whirlpool trapping. The, that whirlpool trapping, yeah. You got to do that extra two damage on the whirlpool. That matters. That matters. 
Jump Bluff gets like 10 points. Uh, but I mean, those aren't Gen 1, but they're like the list of Gen 1 Pokemon mm-hmm. dominates the rest of them. That got a buff. Yeah. I mean, they needed that little bit. Of, I mean, most of the time it didn't make a huge difference on them, but like it no. helps like keep them from falling to the wayside. And even now, I would say like a lot of Pokemon, I don't know. I, I'd say they're pretty decent about making sure most Pokemon are still like semi relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing Gen 1 benefits from and continues to benefit from is the move pool that it has yeah. access to, because that's that's been a huge factor in keeping things relevant, because another mod might have a better stats, but they don't have the coverage they need to be effective, mm-hmm. which is why mm-hmm. something like, I mean, Clefable's got a lot of reasons it's relevant still, but its wide move pool is a huge reason to that, because it doesn't yeah. have a single stat above 100. There's nothing that gets to 100. Its highest, I think, is HP or special attack at like 95. But it has yeah. like every move you could want a mon to have. And it just keeps getting more. It got teleport with Let's Go. So like now it can pivot around slowly. It has rocks. It has moon blast. It can go like a life orb set, which is, which was popular in Gen 4. I saw there was life orb magic guard sets going on in Gen 4. Yeah. So like it's been mm. doing some of the same stuff for like 15 years now. It was doing it, but it wasn't until fairy type was good. Honestly. Like, yeah. Well, cause moon blast was such a big move to get. I mean, it hits it hits a lot of stuff neutrally, right? So there were a lot of things that slowly buffed the Gen One Pokemon, like hidden abilities in Gen Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eviolite, like that's true. Magmar was a thing. <laughs> Magmar, <laughs> Chansey got to be a thing in Gen Five. So, like a lot Magmar. of the items that we take for granted now are like, <laughs> yeah, no, hidden abilities are a big Weren't one too because they gave a lot of Gen One Pokemon good stuff. They they did not know what they were doing with abilities back in Gen Three. No, <laughs> a lot of Pokemon suffered because of it. Well, because like the Nidos didn't get Cheer Force until Gen Five, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so that that drastically changed their viability because they're pretty like they have a cool move move pool, but like they just didn't have the stats to do anything with it. And then now all of a sudden they have Sheer Force plus Life Orb oh, to yeah. work with, and now and now they're real Pokemon. I I think Gen Four was like a really good place. I I, I think it coincided really well with the uh, move to online battles. Just based mm-hmm. on the mechanics that they introduced, because it was just like, hey, we have all this stuff that's like not perfected yet, but we've gone ahead and uh, we've give you the physical special split, which I still think yeah. is the, one of the most impactful things for competitive Pokemon to the, to today. It's between that and abilities, and I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Gen 4 also brought in like Defog as like a hazard removal option, right? Like that. Except was it wasn't. Except it wasn't a hazard removal until Gen 7. Ooh. Oh, really? Ooh. It was an absolutely useless move. It's like, yeah, that's like tragic. Invasion? I thought that like was a big deal. And so some things no. like got that. Nope. Role. It didn't matter nope. until Gen 7. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Defog was like, Defog got hit real hard until, uh, until Gen 7. Like, because we were asking for a very long time in competitive for like more hazard removal. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm looking at a usage stat list yeah. for, um, shoddy for august of 2010 which i think is probably one of the last months they were doing it that sounds right also shoddy battle god (laughs) yeah number six on the usage list is starmie and we all know why starmie is number six on the usage because it's rapid rapid spin because it's spinning it is a viable rapid spinner and number three on the list because rapid spin is such a viable option is gengar yep (laughs) so it's like a spin block because yep. it's the best spin blocker you have. So yep. Gengar exists to keep hazards in check. Note these are both Gen 1 Pokemon. Yeah, note <laughs> these are both Gen 1. Was, uh, Spikes and Spikes existed, right? Spikes yeah. existed since Gen 2, right? Okay, and then we had Stealth Rock Intruders in Gen 4. That's yep. correct? Yes. 
Okay. I, I still remember all these things. So yeah, hazards became like a much bigger deal by Gen 4. And so you needed to be able to spin them. With Stealth Rock, it was like, that's when hazards became a thing with Stealth Rock. Mm-hmm. Because you had mm-hmm. a one turn full setup ha- entry hazard. Otherwise, what? You were using Skarmory for it? Like You were trying to do spikes and like, who's using spikes before Gen 4? Come on. Like Fortress? Fortress and Skarmory probably. Yeah, That's Skarmory maybe, but like Skarmory wasn't as good back then, just with the other options that were flying around. Because like Jolteon was everywhere, you know? Skarmbliss. Well, and Magneton had Magnet Pole, and so you had to, and now Magneton as well. So yeah. pre-team preview, like, well, because I remember this being a big deal in Gen 3, where oh, yeah. you didn't have team, team preview, preview, so Skarmory struggled because mm-hmm. Skarmory was really vulnerable to getting caught by a Magneton I couldn't scout for. Yep. Because it didn't see what was on the other team. You know, that was that was a huge thing. Like there used to be different strate- strategies that used to work <laughs> that don't work any- that didn't work anymore. Like because uh, Diamond and Pearl were the last games that didn't have team preview, mm-hmm. and so like, so like Electivire is thirty one. Electivire was OU mm-hmm. in Gen four because what you would do is you'd just run Gyarados on your team, and everybody had a Gyarados because Gyarados was good. This is another Gen 1 Pokemon, but this this strategy guy's garbage. That's Number just, four on the usage I'm just proving list. it wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is what I'm proving. Well, no, like I said, this is doubles. Though I don't know why you're running Jolteon in doubles. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still feel like this list is wrong. Because I, I think I think you, I think you, you had Intimidate on Gyarados anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's always good. Yeah, but you used to just run Gyarados, and then you just switch out when like Jolteon came out and took a Thunderbolt with your Motor Drive as Electivire. And Electivire at the time, its standard move set was Electric Move. Either you could run like a mix set where you run Thunderbolt, because then you could kill something like a Gyarados a little bit easier <laughs> than with Thunder Punch. But you you could like run a mix set, and then you would uh, then you'd run Ice Punch, then you'd run Earthquake. Yeah, because you had it, and then you'd run Cross Chop. It's still a tragedy to this day that for some reason they did not give him close combat in Gen 8. I, I don't know why they wouldn't. It wasn't going to break him. They gave it to Lycanroc. Mm-hmm. They gave it to Lycanroc. Give it to Electivire, please. It's not like he doesn't, he's going to do something with it. He's struggling enough as it is. He should get the little, little bonuses that you can give him. Yeah. Uh, team preview. Team preview is the death of Electivire. For context, Electivire can use teleport, but he can't use close combat. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. <laughs> of course. It makes sense. Poor Electivire. <laughs> Poor buddy. He's like one of my favorites. I just want him to get a little bit of a, little bit of a boost. He's someone that would be perfect with a Mega. Give him like 20 more in speed. Yep. Make his attack actually like stand out as the better stat. Oh, I'd love it. Uh, I won't get things I want. No, get things but he's anymore. so close. I don't know. Competitive was fun back then, though. I don't know. It was it was just like a good time. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed it. And it's I I just like talking about the old days. Um, I don't get to do an entire show on it. Yeah. As much as I like the changes that Gen Five added, I I'm hesitant to say that Gen Five was the healthier meta. Oh, Gen Five <laughs> was definitely not a healthy meta. Gen Five was terrifying. There's a certain monstrosity that did show up in Generation Five. I think High Dragon. Noting. High Dragon. Well, Landorus, Landorus, Drakion. Yeah. Oh, Drakion. Landorus has been terrorizing the meta for ten years now. Drakion pre Lando T. To be fair, in like the official meta, Lando hasn't been as bad in BSS and VGC. Oh, it's very popular in BSS. 
Is it? It's very popular. Yeah, it's in the top three at least. Oh my gosh, I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, I mean, you take away one of its best checks and hidden powers because so everything could just pocket. Like every team had a way to pocket a hidden power ice. Well, the problem is, I don't know that that solves the issue either. Because like at one point in Gen Seven, they were just like the best counter to Landorus is Landorus with hidden power ice. Yes, just like I'm like cool. Thanks, thanks guys. (laughs) Wow, we did we did a good number there. It's uh, it's it's one of those mods that's been really, really good. Uh, so Gen Four without it, it was just a nice thing. I'm taking a look. Mm-hmm. We're, we're taking a look at uh, Battle Stadium singles. Uh, it is number one right now. So I, I am absolutely wrong. Uh, Dash doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's number one. Zashin is number two. Like Zashin's number three that. right now. Actually, okay, number oh, two I will not surprise two. you whatsoever, and it's Rillaboom. Ah. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats on the app right now, and I see. Oh, on the app, I'm just on Peakalytics. Oh yeah, they don't update that much. Yeah, I'm just on Peakalytics. Or then, they might be using the. Uh, like nobody, nobody in the top ten here surprises me. So. Yeah, it's like oh, Rillaboom stops the uh, Kyogre menace. It's Actually, fun. I'm not surprised by anything in the top twenty-five at this point. <laughs> I wish I could be surprised by some. Oh, there we go, number thirty-six, Scissor. There we go. That's the first one that surprises me, kind of. <laughs> Because, like, you just don't see him that often anymore. And <laughs> that's about it. Oh, well. But, yeah, Jenna, 53, first surprise, Slow King, Galar. <laughs> there we go. He's a really good special wall. I believe that. But back to Gen 4. Yeah, something I liked about Gen 4 that I brought into play that I think was really fun for the, for Pokemon in general was pivot moves. Like, just like yeah. a U-turn coming into play as, like, a U-turn, usual yeah. move. So that- I really, I really like, I, I'm disappointed that it took them until Gen 8 to give us flip turn. <laughs> I know. Because we get U-turn in Gen 4, we get Volt Switch in Gen 5, and then we don't really see anything until Gen 8. We got Parting Shot in Gen 7. We did get Parting Shot. It just didn't get a distribution. Yeah, the distribution yeah. is super limited on Parting Shot. And now it's on Incineroar because that needed a buff. But yeah, we, we're just like, yeah, let's buff Incineroar. Incineroar is not used enough. So I actually have a uh, a forum post on U-Turn, which at the time was called Somersault by the community because, you know, we did. Was that what it was called in the Japanese? Because we used to like get stuck on the Japanese terms for a very long time. It's what Serebi apparently translated it as because there was once a uh, attack decks page for the move Somersault. Yeah. And I have to assume that it's U-turn by the description that this person's using. But I believe hear this. this. Hear this out. This is turning somersault. This is turning to be my favorite move in Diamond and Pearl, but I'm having a hard time wanting to use it. Most <laughs> cases, it's on fast Pokemon who will salt into a new Pokemon before the opponent attacks or attack has been received, meaning the new Pokemon you brought out will receive the attack. This could be terrible if you predicted wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. That's <laughs> so, like, how it goes. That is, that is the trade-off. It turned out to be, but it's like one of the best moves in the game now. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It absolutely is one of the best moves in the game. Like, this is what people were thinking when it was first announced. It's like, I like it, but I want it on my slow Pokemon. So <laughs> I, can, I can get attacked and then switch into To something. be fair, like, slow switches are amazing. Slow switches yeah. are nice, it's why teleport has taken off this generation yeah. like it has. Because you can especially especially with Slowbro and Slow King, you have regenerator, they can easily eat the mm-hmm. attack for like thirty percent teleport, get all the health back, and now you're in full control of the field. 
Yep. But like Fast Momentum yep. was perfectly valid in Gen 4. That's why things like Infernape were probably pretty good uh, alongside the mixed coverage. Because I think yep. Infernape's really high on this um, usage, on the yeah, usage chart. Yeah, it's top 10 on the usage chart. It used, to be, it used to be a really good suicide lead. Oh, I believe that. Rocks and then Sash. You Sash Rocks. And then you've got decent coverage at the time with Fire Flare Blitz and uh, Close Combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can throw a U-turn on it, too. <laughs> We're just talking about yeah. that. So you throw well, because I'm looking at the top 15, because also in the top 15 is the other very popular suicide lead that still has that role, Azelf. Yeah. That just uh, uh, yeah. sets rocks, clicks explosion, or sets rocks, U-turns, has the same kind of thing where it can... Yep. Have, a Gen 4 explosion hurts a lot. Yes. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. I don't know. This is... Oh, man. What's sad is like we're going to get VDSP and we don't get any of this back. <laughs> I know. I don't know. We, ha- we have the union room. <laughs> Did we get the union room? It won't exist on cart. It will exist on showdown. There will be a BDSP ladder. You can still battle online, though, with like your friends, right? On, in well, BDSP. yeah, you can, you can do that, but like there won't be any sort of, you know, like where we're used to now with Swish. There won't be any of that. There's not going that that scene isn't coming back where like there'll be ranked online. It'll, I mean, that's why that's why I'm hoping that we can bring the Pokemon over there just so we can play with them and like use them. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's obviously, like, a zeitgeist thing, and I'm sure Game Freak's aware of it. And, I, honestly, if you want to push sales after the Christmas season, you can just be like, yeah, you can bring the Pokemon over <laughs> when you're done. Like, no, I'm being honest, though, right? Yeah. And they're just like, oh, well, I might as well go get BDSP now so I can bring the Pokemon over. Or Legends Arceus so I can bring over my Hisuian Growlithe, uh, because that's what they want. They're getting really, really good. That's been the one positive note I can make of Gen 8 is that they've been really good at putting Pokemon in in batches. I mean, we shouldn't have yeah. this problem to begin with because everything should have started in the game. But they're they're putting them in in batches mentality or like approach has been pretty good for Pokemon as a competitive scene. Honestly, I'm not upset with it because of the competitive scene. I just hope by the end we get everything, right? Mm-hmm. That would be nice to get everything by the end just so we can like because they haven't been very transparent about what their plan is, right? Like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think like, that's the issue. I don't like sitting here speculating whether or not the Pokemon from BDSP are coming or not. I'd rather them tell me one way or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's that, what that I want. level know. of transparency would be ideal. Because, like, if everything's coming by the end of Gen 8, we'll be happy. We'll be content. We'll oh, be satisfied. Absolutely. We'll enjoy the, in, we'll enjoy yeah. that they get, like, put in in batches. Like, that, that, if if we know the end result, that's a cool thing. Yeah, I think that's exciting, especially the way they handled it. In uh, my favorite way that the, my favorite part about Swish that they handled it so far has been when we get the DLC. Right, we get Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor. Mm-hmm. When we got it, they had their own dexes, and it, you catch the new Pokemon that well, new quote unquote Pokemon that they put in the new batch. And mm-hmm. the thing is, like, I couldn't, I could, I couldn't bring in Pokemon from home until I had caught them there, right? Or no, 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 or you could. Go po- they restricted Go Pokemon. Is that what it is? Until you add them. Uh, yeah. But I, I know when you brought them from home, it didn't register in your Pokedex. Um, I think it does. Does it? I thought it was. That's how I got most of my Pokemon. Okay, because I thought that's not how they did it. They may force you to like actually catch them in game. If not, you cannot free- transfer Pokemon from Go if you have not registered them. Even if they don't have a Pokedex entry. Like, okay. I transferred my shiny Celebi. I had to put a normal Celebi in before I could get the Go shiny Celebi. Weird. Okay. Very weird. Noted. Noted, noted. <laughs> it's dumb. I don't know why. It's like, fine. if you're going to block things until you register them, block everything. Yeah. Like, also, mythical shouldn't be blocked because no. they're awful to get. Like, yep. I don't. Yep, yep, yep. I have issues. I have issues. <laughs> I have a lot of issues with Dexit. I just want them to be transparent about it. That's all. 
Yes, absolutely. I don't want anything to be stuck in home. That's that's my end end goal, right? I just don't want things to be stuck in home. Like I don't want my mini or stuck there. I want my mini or to come out and play. <laughs> they can do it on Mega Island. That's all I'm saying. I think this is a good place to stop it, though. <laughs> yeah. Good place to stop. We ran out of Gen 4 stuff to talk about. I hope you enjoyed this walk down memory lane and how competitive and Gen 4 Pokemon community uh, was back in the day. I thought it was fun to talk about. So until next time, though, uh, we're going to kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to do that. So we'll catch you guys on the flip flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 478, Frostlass, the Snowland Pokemon. Her Pokemon sword entry reads, After a woman met her end on a snowy mountain, her regret lingered on. From then, this Pokemon was born. Its favorite food is frozen souls. <laughs> huh, a really dark entry. What do you like? Dude, it's not as dark as some of the other stuff that came out later, okay? <laughs> I know. Half the Poke- Mega Pokemon uh, entries are just like, this Pokemon's in pain. Um, it is eternally <laughs> suffering. He Yay. is suffering until he is no longer a Mega. All right. Frostlass is like a Pokemon that's really fast, and that's about it. <laughs> that's it. That's 110 base speed. 110 base speed, and then it's got a bunch of 70s and 80s everywhere else. Gen 8 was good to it, though. It's not really relevant for this team, but because it got it has the same amount of uh, special attack as it does physical attack, but mm-hmm. it didn't have any good physical stab options until this gen where it got both triple axle and poltergeist. So now it can actually yep. be like a banded set to surprise. Not not relevant for this team, but just something that Frostless has. Yeah, this is a fun team. Like it's a fun team. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a uh, team today for BSS with Frostlass. BSS is having a lot of fun not having Dynamax right now, so that's really fun. <laughs> uh, it's doing its job, and because, uh, like we learned today, because Thatch is bad and doesn't know what he's talking about, obviously, Landorus is number one, and it usually leads, so Frostlass puts a stop to that nonsense. <laughs> so we've got a, ba- a sashed Frostlass uh, with Ice Beam, Taunt, Thunder Wave, and Spikes, Max Special Attack, Max Speed. I forgot what nature, because I can't read Japanese. Damn. And timid that makes sense uh you're gonna outspeed all those landos and you're gonna ice beam them in the face uh but you can also taunt you can thunder wave because it matches really well with some of the other pokemon on the team as well from what you're going to be able to see later on but it's uh it's it's frostlass and it's good i i honestly like frostlass is gen 4 has got a lot of bangers in pokemon design mm-hmm. okay frostlass is one of them I frostlass is not one of those ugly new evolutions to old pokemon yes I like it Frostlass was good. I, I, that and Gallade, like the both of them with the Dawnstone. Yeah, I was gonna say both Dawnstone evolutions were really. They good. did. They they were bangers. I would say Frostlass and Gallade were both very good. I would I would even say like uh, outside the of those two, Dawnstone ones are pretty good too. Honchcrow, Miss Magius, more so than Honchcrow. Yeah, I mean, I like Honchcrow mostly because of Battle Revolution and its little tipping of the fedora. It's cute. it does. It, I mean, oh. it's fun. It's cute. It is cute. Like, as it's dying, it's like, yeah, I'm gone. It is cute. I miss some of these Pokemon. I can't wait to see them again. <laughs> I I can't wait to see Ms. Magis again. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I really hope we get, like, an official meta from them where it's just like, you can only use the 493. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that meta. 
I like it takes away so many of the toys people have become so reliant on, which is like the rest of this team. (laughs) (laughs) And I I would love to see people have to like revert to the Gen 4 ways and then I get to like crack my knuckles and be like, I'm back, boys. You know? Let's go (laughs) Torterra. Let's go Torterra. let's go let's go and uh I don't know. I just think it would be a lot of fun to just be like, hey, here's my old school team. For an original 493 that used to be OU, I think it would be a lot of fun to play with that and just be able to go with it. Like, be able, like, ha- give me a reason to use Dusknoir again. You know, <sighs> like Dusknoir is such a cool Pokemon. He just doesn't have an HP stat. He doesn't have an HP stat, which makes him awful. And on top of that, like, he's just super outclassed by Dusclops because of yeah. Eviolite. Like, Eviolite just makes him super outclassed, which kind of sucks. Uh, the other team member on this team is because this is, uh, this is, you get one legendary in this meta currently is Zashin holding his rusted sword. Uh, I assume he's going to be, uh, jolly and he's adamant. adamant. You know what? That's fine. It's a bulkier build. It's yeah. Fine. Yep. Uh, what is the EV spread? Not the same as I think it is. It is not the same that you think it is. <laughs> I believe that. Oh yeah. It, it is 140 HP, 236 attack. 12 defense i'm sure that matters four is is that four four special defense and 116 speed four special defense yeah the four special defense is because of level 50 nonsense that that's what that's for they're just like we have four left over we might as well put it here and so it's uh iron head which is going to turn into behemoth's blade play rough fire fang which is an interesting choice probably to counter things like scissor and uh or even uh ferrothorn and uh, wild charge which is wild charge, wild charge, wild charge, behemoth blade and play rough seem to be pretty standard on most Ashen nowadays. So you got to hit those, uh, toxic Yeah. I'll let you guys take whatever you want to take from here. Um, sure. I'll go next. I guess. Are you going to take the genies? I'll take the genie. I'll take the genies. <laughs> next up. We have thunderous bulky boy holding the Rocky helmet. We've got 244 HP, probably a bold nature. I'd imagine. Yeah. Bold nature. Max defense. Uh, 12 in special defense, and that's it. We're running Why Prankster, not? so we... Yeah, we got Prankster. <laughs> we can taunt, we can Thunderwave with no real worries. And uh, we have Vault Switch and Grass Knot. That's fun, actually. I like the Grass Knot tech. Uh, yeah. For those ground types that are annoying, then... Well, like, Quagsire is like a not a not non-issue, right? Like, Yeah. It, it it's can a real thing a in singles. Yeah. I mean, because Zacian just, like, doesn't have an answer for it, so... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense that it's there. Even even like Gastrodon. Gastrodon's popular in general. Yeah, but Gastrodon, I think, gets too KO'd by Play Rough. I would believe from that. Sashin. I'd believe that. <laughs> and next we have our friend Vyanderus with its leftovers. It's in its Therian form. The team to, the team that counters the Landorus has the Landorus. It's fine. I mean... It's an interesting Landorus set. It's, it's different. If we were in doubles, it's more important to... Say, yeah, it's Therian form, because I guess Incarnate form is kind of good right now, mm-hmm. because it destroys Zacians <laughs> with its sheer force. But uh yeah, it's got 228 in HP, Adamant Nature with 116 EVs in attack, 12 in defense, 4 in special defense, and 148 in speed. What does it outspeed? I, I don't know what Pokemon that is. Oh, it's faster than a, uh, a Dracovish, apparently. Oh, I would that that makes sense. You want to be faster than a Dracovish. 
like a, a max speed Dracovish or something. I don't know. Well, uh, take us home here, uh, Mickey. Oh, I didn't go over the attacks for. Oh, never mind. Yeah, never, never mind. Earthquake, Rock Tomb, Bulk Up, Substitute. For those of you at home who aren't following along, the uh, there are two thunder waves in a rock tomb so far. Uh, get ready for this. <laughs> we 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 are speed control the team. We are speed control the team. Yeah. Um. So we've got good boy Dracovish hanging out on this team. He is going to be running the assault vest so that he can tank some special attacks. He's got 44 HP investment, 244 in attack, 4 in defense, 156 in special defense. I believe he's the positive spadef nature. Careful nature, I think. Careful nature. That's the nature. Good and for then him. 60 in speed. Yeah, he's being cautious. Uh, he's got, what is it? Vicious Rend, because if you're running Dracovish, you kind of have to run that. Crunch, Psychic Fangs, and then Rock Tomb to getting down that speed so that he can pretty much tank any special attack he needs to, get the speed down, and then start smacking things with Ficious Rank because he's probably outspeeding at that point. Yeah. And then the final piece on the team is Cinderace running a Choice Scarf because that's what Cinderace does. Pretty standard set, 252 attack, 252 speed, four special defense, and then it is going to be a Jolly Nature. So he is really a way of dealing with Sashans so that he can outspeed them and hit him with, you know, Pyroball Stab to pretty much one hit KO. High jump kick as good coverage, gunk shot as good coverage, U-turn as good momentum. Mm-hmm. And that's the team. That's the team. That's the team. Uh, so if you're a, a patron at the proper level, we're going to be giving out that shiny frost last, uh, starting probably tomorrow when I put the episode together is when I'm, I'm trying to get better about, uh, scheduling myself for that. So be sure to take a look for that on patreon.com if you would like to do that go over there as well um just wait uh we're gonna announce some new things for that here in the nearish future so on that note we are gonna go ahead and uh we're gonna kick it on over though guys to the mailbag so let's do that it's mail time send in your emails And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is a part of the show where you send us in an email to pucklepodcast.com and we'll probably read it on the show. I forgot what the question was last week since I wasn't on the show. I did type it out. <laughs> I typed it out and did all the show notes. I, I assume it has something to do with non-combat Pokemon. That's it. What's your favorite non-combat Pokemon thing to do? That's it. Oh my gosh, I'm a dummy bear. All right, so yeah, we asked you guys to send those in. But of course, if you write an email and we deem it to be good, uh, you can, of course, win the coveted Green Tauros badge that gives you access to the Green Tauros Club on our Discord server. Um, maybe there might be a way to buy a Green Tauros badge in the near future. Uh, keep your eyes out for that. Or ears out? I don't know what it is. We're an audio podcast, folks. <laughs> as opposed to a visual podcast as opposed to a visual podcast we may be giving out uh may have a an avenue for green taurus badges in the near future please be on the lookout for that we are going to go ahead though uh and get into these emails uh so let's let's go i guess uh, the first one's going to be from purple knight this week purple knight i before we start though i would like to say we did see your other email and we do appreciate it thank you very much for sending that in <laughs> but go ahead sigma you've got this one Alola, Puckle Crew. Been a while since I last wrote in, and this topic is one that I greatly enjoy. These monsters are so versatile that this topic definitely deserves to be talked about more. Speaking of, I think one of the 
best side gigs for a Pokemon would be to help run a daycare, but not for other Pokemon, rather for all those little trainers to be. I even have the perfect caretakers for the little, the tiny nuggets. Who better to take care of them than Driplim? Because what child doesn't love balloons? In fact, I think it only needs that qualification since it's such a strong trait for appeal. <laughs> My last argument for this career path for Driplim is that it's very easy to keep them happy in such a fruitful environment. This means it's extremely cost efficient and won't require a lot of coin to take care of. So admission for the, <laughs> so admission for the daycare can be very cheap, most likely being able to make a net gain with it being no less than 50 poke dollars. Although, whomever runs the joint will most likely need substance as well. So throw some bread into the cost for good measure. Now, to name it something that really gets the point of the business for this non-combatant casting across. How about Driftblim Daycare? What could be more appealing than that? <laughs> Your squire, the Purple Knight. <laughs> I hope Scrawn. I hope Scrawn's listening so that he can hear that. Because, like, he really enjoyed that one a lot. That's a good Puckle Deep Cut. Because it's been, like, three years since we've done those, I think, now. Mm -hmm. They might very still long be on time. Game Corner. I don't know. Uh, the, oh, that's true. They might be on game. Well, I don't know if they're on modern day game corner anymore, but I, yeah, don't, know. I don't know. But yeah, that's good. I appreciate that purple eye. <laughs> Making your Pokemon kidnap children and hold them hostage. <laughs> yeah, the daycare service. That's uh that's wait. I think that's a good business model. The cops don't catch you. That's a good business model. Could you imagine if somebody did that? Man, that. Okay. Okay. Think about. How fun it would be to have a Pokemon game with like little side plots like that, where like things people are doing actual nefarious things with Pokemon based on these entries, like where like somebody is like running a bunch of Driftblim to kidnap children just to ransom them. <laughs> like I that's that sounds like a good PTU campaign concept, like a small little side adventure for a PTU campaign. I I played Pokemon Snap. I saw those Driftblim the Driftblim taking away the umbrella. Dude, they take away baby baskets like there's no tomorrow. I know. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so true though. <laughs> Pokemon Snap was really brutal about a lot of that actually. Those those poor Clamperl, they didn't deserve it. And then like the Frillish <laughs> taking the Magikarp and stuff, like, ugh. oh. <laughs> it was like it, Pokemon Snap, like Pokemon's been really good about doing like very subtle darkness recently, and I'm all for it. I mean, we just read the Frostless one. Yeah, from like the Pokédex entries to like pokemon snap like they've been doing yeah really pokemon good. snap was a really good expression of it that was very good they did a lot of really good expression new pokemon snap is like legitimately a very good game new pokemon snap was a very good i think that was a much better place to put that kind of darkness than unlike yes pokedex entries just right there it's mm -hmm. like oh no you gotta find it they did a very good job they did a very good job with new pokemon snap i can't say enough about that uh, oh man all right so our next one's going to be from uh gigasaurus games and i guess our last one because not a lot of people sent in the emails this week which is unfortunate yeah how dare you guys uh i got this one so You've, yes you do let's let's get going hello puckle crew i've been listening to your podcast for more than two years now and i am just now writing in for the first time thank late. you late we appreciate that yeah we do appreciate but better <laughs> better late than never so we do appreciate that no we appreciate it. anybody that sends an email so you, you guys mm -hmm. are great 
Uh, I started listening while compiling code at work, and it's been really interesting to hear all of your thoughts for the last two years. Also, before I give my thoughts on the topic, I have... I haven't even seen the video about TCG, but Claude was wrong. I don't remember the context for that. I don't know the context. <laughs> but I'll restate it. But Claude, Claude's Claude was wrong. wrong. Claude was wrong. So, yeah, that's the, it's been that's the moral of the story. Like, the moral of the story, Claude, <laughs> is that you were wrong. <laughs> he would love it. He, you, know, you know what? The problem with Claude is he'd be like, yeah, I probably was. And like, he just like, it just Everything you say to that man is just like water off a duck's back. He's the nicest person. <laughs> like, he's the nicest person. I love Claude. All right. Getting back into it. Regarding what I would like to see Pokemon do, other, doing other than battling, my first thought was butler activities because I was doing dishes while listening to the last episode. And Didi is the obvious candidate for that position, but I also think that Gallade would be a really good candidate too. Although it might be a little worse around the house, it would make up for it by doubling as a really effective security. Could you imagine it's just like knocking over plants and stuff? Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, it, like, because the elbows stick out like an extra foot, right? It'd be and like so, Edward Scissorhands, like, wa- yes. working in your house. Yes. Trying to grab things with, like, his elbows. Uh. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. My other thought for what I would like to see Pokemon doing is hacking networks and electronic devices. Porygon would obviously be really good at it since it can travel through cyberspace. But there is also an episode of Pokemon Generations that shows the police breaking through a security lock with a Magnemite. That's so true. Dude, Pokemon Generations is legit. Yeah. High quality stuff. I would also imagine that the variety of hyper-intelligent psychic types, especially the supercomputer Metagross, would be really good at hacking as well. Like a little RT2D? Like... (laughs) R2D2, like Metagross. Beep boop, beep boop. Uh, speaking of Pokemon Generations, I have a topic suggestion. The Poketunes. I know you're covering the Pokemon journeys through PACL, but the Poketunes are just so adorable as well. I was especially excited the other day when I noticed that my favorite one noticed that my favorite one finally has properly translated subtitles. That's all for me. Thanks for going to so much work to put on such an entertaining show, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Gigasaurus Games. Man. I don't know about Poketunes as a topic, mostly because like it's yeah. like, hey, would you like to review your visual medium? And it's just like, not really on a podcast. <laughs> 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 Fackle's like a good place for it. I, I want to do a different podcast, actually, for Patreon as well. Uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. I think that might be more interesting. We'll see, though. So on, uh, but yeah, that, those were the emails this week. Do you think like anybody more than the other? I mean, I like Gigasaurus games, honestly. But. I'm down with that because Purple Knight already has it. So, oh well, yeah, Gigasaurus Games, welcome to the Green Toros Club, man. Congrats! Uh, <laughs> yay! Uh, if you would like to email us next week, do you have any fun Gen Four memories, or do you have anything fun from a previous Gen that you you miss playing? Send that in to us, PucklePodcast@gmail.com. I will not be here to read them, unfortunately. I will be at a wedding, and so I I will be at Ryan's wedding. Hi, Ryan, and. You guys are going to be left in the capable hands, I believe, of Linian, Claude, and Shamu. They're going to be talking about uh, one, of, one of many ROM games they've been playing lately. <laughs> as long as they don't have a big news drop next week. As long as there's not a big... Well, I'll make them save it for me. <laughs> I'll make them save it for me. You got to be the one who talks about Hisui and Meowth. It's fine. I got to talk about Hisui and Meowth. If there's not a Hisui and Meowth, I am going to be a little disappointed, actually. I want it to look like Glamiao and Perugly, but not quite. Oh, yes. yes. 
BS guinea per ugly. Let's go. I mean, yes. isn't Alolan Meowth kind of in the ballpark of that? No, Alolan no. person is disgusting looking. It's <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I I wouldn't mind the retcon. Honestly, <laughs> like I wouldn't. I at this point, I wouldn't mind the retcon of them being like, well, you know, like actually, it turns out that Skitty is just hoeing me out, uh, and Perloin decided to be bipedal because it decided it was a meow. It's a meow. That's that's just Enovian meow. Like yeah. I, I, I'm I'm one hundred percent for these retcons. <laughs> Most of them aren't good Pokemon, so like honestly, I'd be I'd be super okay with like with being like the Plusle and Minum are just two versions of Hoenian Pikachu. Uh <laughs> Pachirizu is a Hoenian is a Sinoian Pikachu. It's <laughs> and just like let that list go on. Let that list go on. Let's keep it going. Because those Pokemon don't need to exist, and that's okay. <laughs> and while we're at it, let's just Let's combine the Nidoran. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I think it's too late for that because I, I don't mind that because I think it's it's one of those things where it's like, this is where we came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. We're too With far the Nidoran. along to change our Pokedex. They, it's just like, a hey, we because they like came up with the idea of like gender differences in Gen 1, obviously, with Nidoran mm-hmm. male and Nidoran female. And like, it's a really cool concept and it really fleshed out. And we see something like that. It doesn't happen again, I think, until like Gen 4. Mm-hmm. Where they're just like, oh, hey, male Burmy and female Burmy evolve into different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you have like the worst Combi example. But Can we at least allow uh, <laughs> Rena and Nidoqueen to breed, though? Uh, they should. I think that was just I think that was just like hashtag we forgot. <laughs> we forgot and we never wanted to fix it. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's a hashtag we forgot. And at this point, we're too, <laughs> at this point, we're too scared to fix it. It's part of the lore now. Oh, We're wow. too scared to fix it, guys. It's okay. If we go in and fix that, who knows what'll happen next? Mewtwo's will start laying Mews, and we don't get yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So uh, this is it for this week's show. So if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, best way to do it is come to Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. You can, of course, follow us uh, on social media over at Twitter, Facebook. Um, we, we still have the Facebook, it turns out. I thought we lost it. Instagram and Tumblr. You can also go ahead and follow us over uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast where we stream, or I try to at least twice a week um, when I'm not feeling awful and like death. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a horrible week, man. It was just like in terms of like gut bacteria. It just did not mm-hmm. feel good. So I didn't want to, I didn't have the energy to stream, but I will be back this week. I'm excited to get back to it because I really just like hanging out with you guys and having a good time doing it. I'm going to try to get back on making schedules. October, I'm going to have like full schedule for like the whole month figured out. It's going to be a good time. We are, of course, going to go ahead and uh, do a lot of other fun things this uh, this upcoming uh, month. So definitely keep your eye out there. Uh, you can also follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash podcast. And if you want to help support the show, best way to do it is to go to Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast, where you can get a bunch of rewards for doing a bunch of crazy different things. So we were definitely... We definitely have a good time with that, and we hope that you guys have a good time with that as well. Stay on the lookout, because we are going to be adding a lot of new things to Patreon here in the upcoming months, and I can't wait to see what you guys think of those. So on that note, we are going to kick it on over and end the show. I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been our Sigma. And I have been And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
lips out.